right, good Thursday afternoon, everyone. I'm Andrew Dow with Saunders & Associates. It is time for another Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings, and events on the East End. The Happening in the Hamptons podcast is sponsored by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons' leading title insurance firm. Visit NewYorkTitle.com or TitleInsurance.com. Joining us today, as always, is Steve Glick and Dave Retiner, and joining us again is Kieran Brew. We had a good time talking to you a couple weeks ago, so we said, why not? Have him back again. and um, having me back. Thank yeah, you. no, it was a great, great podcast last time. Um, we covered a lot of topics, but today I want to talk uh, a little bit about what we want to do, what you're telling clients when they're getting ready to sell a house, which, you know, I guess pricing and prep, preparing the house and, and coming up with that magical figure, because what's the first thing everybody asks? Well, real, real nice. How much? What, what can I get for yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. It's like the guy on the Pawn Stars. It's like, all right, what's it worth? Let's <laughs> listen to $4 million. I'll give you 500000 One of the challenges we have right now is that, uh, we'll, we'll back it up just a second. The, the first thing we do is, is uh, you know, we look, we look at the data. You know, what's, what's, what's the house? Where is it? Uh, what are its vitals? Lot size and house size, that sort of stuff, and and then we look at houses that have sold similar, and it's very it's very simple, very sort of black and white. Um, the problem is <clears throat> around here, it's not black and white because there are so many houses that are unique, uh, given their waterfront access or their, you know, and everybody feels that their house in particular is unique. So we have to be kind of uh, uh, sensitive to that. The problem in an escalating market like we're currently in is that right now the houses are worth more than the comps. So we can go through and say, okay, well, this house on paper is worth $3 million, but I might be able to get three and a quarter for this house because there's just, there's that much demand demand, right now. And so, um, you know, sellers are are very uh, worried about, quote unquote, leaving money on the table. And the interesting thing about pricing and the most important thing about pricing is that it's much safer in terms of getting more value out of your house to underprice your house than to overprice your house. And that's a big leap of faith that very few people are willing to take, but it works. Uh, you know, we've seen it all the time and you know, people are just, they're just reticent to put their house on the market for less than they think it's worth. Because let's say that house is worth three and a quarter. Well, historically people have said, well, I'll put it at three five because I'm gonna negotiate, right? Well, the problem is it's a 3.5 now and it's not selling. So people want to know why is it not selling. <clears throat> the, the best way to get to three and a quarter is to start at three, not at 3.5. In this market, because in a bidding any way. market, really, oh. actually in any market, because you let the market do the work. Uh, it's, more, it's more evident in this market because pretty much every buyer that comes to a house and that bids on a house has lost out on something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they understand, you know, we heard Jackie Lowy telling story after story last yeah. week of people that uh, that have missed out. And once you miss like, out, then you're ready to Once go. you miss out, then yeah, then all of a sudden, you know, you load you your pistols it. and yeah. you, yeah. you, ready <laughs> you come go. in ready to fire. Exactly. Yeah. So um, so what happens if you, you price it, like you said now, you price it at three, that creates it creates urgency. Urgency. Mm-hmm. It, that's our what job is to create a sense of urgency. Yeah. You know, what, what, 
Someone told me that, uh, actually it was Elaine Stimmel told me that years and years and years ago, before, long before we worked at the same agency, she said, our job is to create a sense of urgency with the buyer. And that's what we do as, as sellers agents. And the best way to do that is for somebody to see it, see value, and think that somebody else is going to see that same value and want to beat them to the punch. But that's a tough pill for a homeowner to swallow, to be like, listen, trust me when I tell you. You know, if you want three and a quarter, we need to be a three to start. It, it, it is. It is. Because it's it's counterintuitive. It's it defies logic. It doesn't um, you know, it 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 makes a homeowner feel like I'm telling them that their house is worth less because yes, traditionally people have priced houses a little bit high with the expectation of negotiation. Mm-hmm. And it's not just here. The the markets all over the country that's not the case. But markets all over the country, people are pricing houses close to what their value is. There is a value. This house has a value. The market will bear a certain number, and we have to find out what the number is. What's more efficient to like dangle it at a higher number and and then kind of work our way back toward that number? Or, it's a little crude, but I sometimes say, just throw the meat in the room and close the door and let them fight it out. You know, <laughs> and, and that's what's going to happen is people are going to drive the drive the price to what the uh, market value is and in fact maybe even a little bit more because sometimes their competitive juices get the better of them and they overpay and i'm sure you or probably, they think they overpay you've probably been dealing with this uh, you know on, on several listings or with several clients where you know you'll get into a, a bidding war with people it's like hey this house is priced really well like take a look at it and if you're happy we got to put in our our best offer right now because it's probably going to be gone this weekend you know <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a, a broader topic. It brings up a broader topic because uh, so often when we say that, especially it's 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 pretty well known right now that it's a seller's market and that there's not a lot of inventory. And if you find something you like, you do have to move. But it took a, it took us a while to get there. But that's always been the case. Uh, whenever something is uh, you know has value, even in a slow market, um, you have to move. Um, it it's uh, it doesn't it time time is not on your side in the real estate business no matter which end of the game you're on. Uh, a lot of times people will say, well, you know, I'll bring it on at this price and we can always lower it later. And somebody told me in marketing many years ago, and I'll, and I'll never forget, you're only a virgin once. So you know, put your best foot forward yeah. on your first day. Put it at the price that you think it's going to sell, that's going to create a market, that's going to create interest, that's going to create that sense of urgency, and then allow the market to do its work. You know, to, to come out at something and, and show it. If I see a house that comes on the market and it comes across my, you know, my, my radar and it's and I see that it's grossly overpriced, I just scam right, skim yeah, right past it. Right buyers are well buyers are very smart too now because with the technology and the tools and the services that are offered online they're able to run their own comps and see what the value is. So they're determining it um, well before they even give you a call. They know when something hits the market where if it's a good price or not a good price. A lot of them are even smarter than some of the, some of the agents here. They, they know the market and they're getting those alerts. Well, they, def- they definitely have the information. And yeah. you can look at that as, as a lot of people do get threatened by that. You know, it's like, well, you know, uh, our buyers are, are more informed and have more information than they ever have before. And the fact is, that's a good thing because yeah. you know you can talk to them and more they, they're yeah. they're more educated. So when it, the number one thing that you have to do from our from our point of view, um, 
is is that you have to build a trust level, and mm-hmm. that's really hard because most people don't trust real estate pre- people. It's just we are we are number one on every poll as like least trustworthy people in the world. But when you ask somebody, well, what should I look for in a real estate agent? They say trust. Yeah. Well, if you develop a reputation, how do you find the needle in the haystack? You develop that reputation that that puts you so far ahead. I mean, it's amazing. And, and, uh, you know, the the one theme that I think will will kind of persist through this, what we're talking about here is, is that you should have a broker. Yeah. Like you have an attorney, like you have a, a, a doctor, like you have a, a, um, an accountant. You should have somebody that you can call to ask them a question. Like this house came on the street. You know, I'm not thinking about selling my house, but what do you think about this? Yeah, so you're looking, at you're looking, looking at someone's you looking out for your best interest. You have yeah. your best interest. In you should have somebody life. that you that you know that you trust that you that you speak to on a regular basis. How do you deal with the customer that's like, okay, I get it, but I still want to list my you know list my house that's too high, and then you kind of go into it knowing it's too high. How do you? How do you handle that? Do you feel like you have to ultimately do what the client wants? Right. I mean, I I, I tell them that, and I, I give them my speech, and I say, look, the, the the reality is, I'm going to do what you want to do because it's yeah. your house, mm-hmm. it's your life, it's your memory. We're dealing with something that's very special. It's not it's not just like a, a car that, that's getting ready to for the lease to expire. Right. This is something where they've they've raised their serious. kids, and yeah, we deal with a lot of people. Our, our more serious sellers oftentimes are people that are are selling something because they have to they're ready to, to move on in their lives and um, you know it, it's it's very sensitive and you don't want to tell them well it's it's just you know it's just not worth that you can't do it and you know we, we make our best case and um, most of the time they, they do come in higher than we would yeah, like you just gotta to educate them yeah. just keep yeah. here at the comps here's what we're looking at you know as much information as possible the biggest challenge is to, the biggest challenge sorry to talk yeah, about no. the biggest challenge is to refrain from saying "I told you so." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Six months later, goes, yeah, I later tried to tell you. We wasted all this time. We did have this conversation. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, I want to go back to one thing you said about you know putting your best foot forward. Which you know, if you're selling your house or you're you're, you're getting ready to list, um, you really want that first impression to be a knockout. You know, you want people to be amazed at what it is because. Obviously, the houses are special to the people that live there, but you want your prospective buyer to think so too. So, how do you prep a house for selling? Well, you know, every every broker is going to tell you the same thing as far as um, getting your house ready. You know, get it as clean as possible and as best. Take down the pictures of you and 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 your aunt Sadie at Niagara Falls and everything else that kind of because you want a buyer to walk in and feel like. They can picture themselves there, not like they f- they're walking into somebody else's house. Yeah. So you know, you don't necessarily want to get into remodeling bathrooms because that's something that a buyer is going to want to do on their own, unless you're totally remodeling the house. But at the same time, you do want to clean it. So the pile of clothes that stays on the floor, pick it up, kind of thing. What if there's what if there's like what if there's like artwork on the wall that you don't think is so great, but the client really thinks is so great, and you kind of know that's that's a tricky dance. That's that's, that's just something that you know. You're like you know maybe we should take this down. Well, a lot of times maybe there's a family member that you can kind of say, well, that's an interesting piece, and they'll be like, I hate it. It's like, can you get her to take it down? I've, I've been in listings like getting ready for videos and. And I'll, you know, politely ask the homeowner for there with the agent, you know, can we move this? Can we ship this around? 
and I've had some people that have been very like I really like this particular piece. I want this in the video. Sure, no problem. You know what I mean? Is it something that, that, you know, maybe that, remove? Sure, but like whatever. I mean, that's got to be is such a personal thing. That's yeah. got to be a problem, though. I mean, I can, I can't remember the listing, but I remember you know I'd imagine there, there's this one there's this one listing that's out there where the fireplace has like a like a like a dragon on it or something, <laughs> and it's like it's like carved into yeah, it. Yeah. Looks it looks yeah. ridiculous. But I'm sure the owner of the, uh, of the house loves it. You know what I mean? You know. And it's like, you know, maybe we, we should render that well, out. You know, you maybe. Can. That's why you, you can. have a good agent. You, you can. You can. Show, to dance around that and show them what this could potentially look like after you move in. Right. You well, yeah. To, you know, the, and the those, marketing. Those and things, the marketing. You know, some of those things you just you just have to, have to you know, tap dance your way around and yeah. just, try to be, just try to be tactful and do your best um, and, and not... You know, make make the homeowner feel, uh, you know, like like it is something special because they bought that, they had that thing made, and maybe it was fifty years ago, right. but they had that thing right. made, and it's meaningful to them. So, the more important thing, though, that a lot of people do overlook, and a lot of people, in fact, advise you against this, and this is this will be a. a, a um, um, a plug for the New York Title Company and Saunders as well is cleaning up. Also means cleaning up the business of the, the listing survey. of the hotel, yep. of the house. Yep. Traditionally, it's like getting survey. Ah, the buyer gets the survey. Well, yeah, but what if something turns up on the survey that is not conducive to this? Going to that's going to ruin the sale. Yeah. You don't want any surprises. You don't want to wait till you get a sell to a buyer yeah. to all of a sudden say, "Oh, yeah, we have to. That shed can't be there. It has yeah. to be over there." Well, I like it there. Happens all the time. All sudden, happens all the time. It happens you don't all the time. Property. So, like there's you know, a shed there, or there's a, a deck. And you, you look at this beautiful deck. But if there's no CO for the deck, and they can't even, not even supposed to, the deck's not even supposed to be there. Yeah, you're going to run into some issues when you're trying to close at the, at the closing. And, and those are our, our best sellers. I had a seller one time. It took him a year. He called me, went out. We had this great meeting, and we spent two hours with him. And it was, you know, we really hit it off, and um, you know, had a lot of great information. And a year later, he called me and said, okay, I'm ready to sell. I said, well, what did you do about it? It was an oceanfront property, and there was a lot of stuff. He said, I fixed it all. I got a new survey, and I got a new CEO. I'm ready to sell. And at that point, you know you're dealing with somebody who's who seriously wants yeah. to sell their house. They it up. Yep. Because, yeah, right. because they took care of that stuff. Exactly. And, you, you know, and then you can go to, you know, it's like a buyer is buying something because they're excited about it and the, this is another situation where time is not on your is, yeah. is not on your side if you if you draw it out too long you don't want them going back to the city and then all of a sudden rethinking the whole thing yeah, the yeah. whole thing yeah. is now all of a sudden yeah. it's like ah you know what maybe that's not such a great deal after all and exactly. you know oh, this is going to be a pain and it's going to take forever to close and and nowadays especially with everybody being so busy the town's backed up you have to get a survey then you have to get it resurveyed and so you brought up a good point. So how did you get that information? You New, said, York title. New York title. New York title. It really is. It's, a, it's the secret weapon yeah, of Saunders these, in many ways. They run these you know. land use reports. And we do this you know, for all our listings here at Saunders. But anyone could order these through New York title. And that land use report really outlines you know, what what COs are existing, what what the survey looks like, the latest deed, uh, CNRs, all the, all the stuff surrounding the, the property. Um, that you are, are needed to close, they're going to identify and showcase and show you in a, in a detailed report that outlines it all. So when you look at that report, you'll see the pool is in, in the ground, and you look and you see, yep, there's a, a, a CO on file. 
for the pool. And now if you see a tennis court on the property and you look at the report and you don't see the CO for the tennis court, that's a problem. You no, know there's a problem. <laughs> there may be a CO, you have to locate it, find it, or there may not be, and that's something you want to clean up. Like like Kieran's saying, you want to clean that stuff up. And right. for the agents, it's knowing what you're selling as well. And we talk about that time over time. The agents need to know before they launch a property what it is that they're actually selling and can talk about that's like legal. And this is regardless of the market. I mean, right now, obviously, it's Absolutely. you know a seller's market. Doesn't matter still. what type of market you're in. Absolutely. I, I, well, now it's it's uh, it's especially important for a different reason because now you have a lot of buyers that are coming in with cash, and as, even though prices are you know money is very cheap and you can finance very inexpensively, in order to be competitive, a lot of times you have to offer cash. So now all of a sudden it's like, I was hoping to close in 30 days because I've got cash and I'm ready to go. Right. Now all of a sudden it's like, you need to get a new survey. Uh -huh. And then the survey comes back with some stuff that needs to be fixed. And now you have to get the town to back into the spec and get a new survey showing. And now you're talking about three months. Right. And a lot of times that's enough. Well, to having a guy like you though, you, I mean, you can make all that happen in, in, in three months, in less than three months. Uh, you, you can, but it, it's it's um, you know it's more challenging than ever because yeah. uh, you know there's only so many people doing surveys. The town is the town. Mm -hmm. um, that's why you you know you, you take care of all that stuff beforehand. You clean up your yeah. you, you you have everything ready to sell so that when uh, you know a buyer's attorney can be our best friend or our worst enemy. And when we go in there and we hand them this title report, when we show them a property that's completely conforming, mm -hmm. that has a new survey, that has a very recent CO, you know now we've got a friend. Yeah. Now yeah. The easier you can make everybody else's the, job. He'll say to his buyer, "This is a good property. This is ready to go. There's no problems with this. You you know I feel comfortable Perfect. telling you to." to move on and and then all of a sudden your deal can go forward but you know the it's when you lose them when you get them on it so takes sometimes so long to get somebody on the hook to begin with that now all of a sudden you're dragging them through this long process mm -hmm. and they just lose interest and it so often happens and that's why having the title company in-house is is such a benefit for us to be able to go to a homeowner and say you know we're going to take care of this we're going to show you everything Beforehand, and we're going to have this thing ready to to, uh, to present to a to a buyer, totally, and their attorney, and more importantly. So, so let's talk numbers. Uh, Steve, Steve always has the latest breakdown for us, and uh, another big week. I mean, I know this is getting a little repetitive, yeah, but it's a little redundant. It's repetitive. <laughs> um, but first, I want to say thanks to Karen for coming on the show. Look, Karen, you're you're among the most respected agents in the Hamptons. You're extremely knowledgeable of the local real estate market and it's an absolute pleasure having you on a podcast again and a fireman he's a fireman you're very kind steve you're very <laughs> kind thank you so yes let's dive into the numbers i mean look guys every week i'm saying it's over 50 transactions week over week so we're almost you know we're we're about two weeks away from closing out the first quarter um in the hamptons and it's looking really strong the past week there were 66 listings that went into contract from west hampton to montauk and this wow. we're, we're talking march you that's know? a lot hmm. um so the market is you know trending upwards from the past two weeks. Compared to this, this same week last year, there were 30 listings, which is an increase of 120%. Now, we're gonna look the next couple weeks, we're gonna see the, the increase, I'm talking 120%, uh, I'm visioning in the next couple weeks, it's gonna be a lot higher um, because what happened last year, this time last year with the market slowing down with the, with the pandemic you know, in front of us you know, last March. So we'll talk more next week when I, when I get these numbers coming through. Um, but the breakdown of these 66 transactions were really impressive. Two over 20 million, 
and one between 10 and 20. So that's three deals over 10 million this past week mm. that went into contract. So some big numbers, big properties are going into contract. But again, the bulk of the business is happening You know, under 2 million. There were 39 um, listings under 2 million going into contract. The listings coming onto the market, there were 39 new listings coming on. So that's a healthy number in my opinion, but it still leaves a deficit of 27 listings. The breakdown of those 39 new listings one between 10 and 20, uh, one between eight and 10, four between six and eight, six between four and six, 11 between two and four, and 16 under two million coming onto the market. So there's definitely plenty of opportunities uh, coming onto the market. And one listing in particular I wanted to talk about is listed with Karen Brew. This one is, is a unique property. It's, its address is two Duke Drive in East Hampton. This is property is over 7,000 square feet, you know, 2.35 acres built in 2018. This one has six bedrooms. Um, it's got it all. Karen, what's, what's going on this uh, It does. It, it, even uh, room for tennis. So 2.3 acres, you can, room uh, for you, tennis? Can, you can put a tennis Perfect. court on there. Uh, yes, this house has it all and it's gorgeous. And, you know, we've got the, uh, Andrew did a fantastic job with the videos and the, the, the pictures. Uh, the pictures are gorgeous, but this is one of those houses where, not one of those houses where they say, oh, it looked better in the pictures. I mean, it looks fa fabulous in the pictures, but when you're in it, it just has a great feel. And it just, it's just, everything is, everything is well done. The finishes are finished. I mean, everything is, everything is complete. They, they, they bought it and they, like most everything was complete, but they, they finished the PA system, I mean, the, you know, the AV system throughout the house. They did landscaping that you don't notice, which costs a fortune. It's like when you do notice it, uh, it costs less because it's not as good. This is completely blended into the natural landscape, and they spend a ton of money doing that. Um, I love all the windows in that covered, it's, it's, like the covered the design is fabulous. Porch. I don't know what you call it. It looks like new construction. It was built in 2018. Out. These folks bought it. Um, they've, they've, they've rented it. They've stayed in it. They love it. Um, but they're moving. And so they, okay. they need to move on. Um, one of the things, and this actually ties into to the numbers a little bit, because one of the things that's really interesting about the numbers that, that we keep talking about is that the biggest change has been in that... Um, in that two to five range, and this this kind of fits into that. Mm -hmm. um, that was a segment that had been like almost. I mean, there were some pretty well known big name builders that had walked away from that market because mm -hmm. they felt that oh well, you know, structurally that there's not going to be enough demand for that. And now all of a sudden, we're seeing that major demand. That's where our so much business is yeah. going. Where it used to be. A year ago, maybe there were a handful of sales in that two to five range. Now, all of a sudden, that's our biggest, that's our biggest range, uh, particularly in the three to five area, where there are a lot of people that are coming here and buying nice houses. And it goes back to what we were saying last week that uh, people are making this their main, their mainstay, and New York City as their secondary. Uh, yeah, you're right on that. I'm looking at the market report from last year, and the three to five category was up 116 percent, and that was the most active. Price category, the three to five million dollars. Yeah, and a house like yeah. this, Duke Drive. I mean, it has this, everything this, that you'd want. Uh, and we, yeah, there, are, there are people that are. We've already had, we've already had action on it. There, there, there are bids on the table. Um, it's but far from far from sold right now. Um, so uh, don't be discouraged if you're if you're thinking about it. Uh, but it's uh, you know it's right in there for what with what people are looking for right now. 
You really, I really do wonder what you know is going to happen when everyone is vaccinated, and if and if you know we're spot on with this continuation of working from home. You know, it's like I, I look at this Zoom. St- I love looking at the stock market. I look at Zoom stock, and it's mm-hmm. been beaten up for the last month, and it's just kind of what you kind of you got to kind of wonder. Everyone's thinking, oh well, if uh, you know, why would Zoom stock go up if uh, you know everyone's going to be back to work? But I think the reality is, is a lot of people are going to go back to work on Zoom. It's just going to uh, remain. No question. No question. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's the stock market. Uh, you know, it's unlike the real estate market; it goes up and down. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that it does. Uh, so, um, yeah. You know, that's why uh, Hamptons real estate is a far better. Uh, a far better <laughs> of course. So, uh, market aside, a little bit of lifestyle, Dave. Yes, it's time for Happening the Hamptons. Yes, Happening the Hamptons. Ooh. We clicked the beautiful going to be spring. A beautiful weekend. Spring is in the air. It's nice and it's going to be nice and 50. warm. It's be 50. 50. 50. 50 is warm enough. Basically, basically summer. 50 degrees to me is like 100 degrees as far as I'm yes. concerned with this winter. So, my first pick for this week is to have lunch outside at mm. Estia's Little Kitchen in Sag Harbor. This is one of Kieran's favorite places to go. Uh, I've, and also one of my favorite places to go. They have awesome Mexican food. You can get like avo- uh, you know the uh, guacamole fresh from a- avocados, um, and it's a great scene. It's always busy, so um, bring your uh, mask with you. You know, um, but it's outside, so I highly recommend any outdoor dining this weekend. You should take part of because now is the time. It's just finally here. Um, my second pick for this week is for the kids at the Children's Museum of the East End. They're having an egg apalooza, and parents and kids can go there, and you can buy uh, uh, an Easter egg hunt kit that starts at $30. And the idea is, is that you go there, you buy the kit, and then you go back home, and then you set up your own Easter egg hunt back home. So that's very cute. Uh, so strongly recommend that, the Children's Museum of the East End. That's such a great go-to place for parents. And then my third pick for this week is actually happening next Thursday, but I wanted to make sure I got it into this podcast. It's East Hampton Town's Solar Power Webinar. Uh, So this is going to be next Thursday on March 18th from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. And it's a virtual event being hosted by Andrew Smith of Green Logic Energy. So that way you can uh, get solar panels on, on your house. I know, Steve, you... You have a lot of green energy things in your yeah, in definitely your home. helpful for sure. Yeah, and you have like no bills. I mean, it's like a real thing. And solar, it's the way to yeah. go. You kind, you you've actually kind of sold me on the whole thing because I because it's like it's see it's it's, it's, clean, it's, it's, it's great. It, it works. It's efficient, and um, it's just great for the environment. Great for the, you know. Yeah. Do you have the Why electric not? car yet? Not yet. I'm, I'm uh. working on that. I'm waiting for <laughs> they don't make the Range Rover an electric yet. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you got the Hummer an electric. <laughs> You get the Hummer and electric. Yeah. Anyway, that's what's happening. All right. <laughs> that's what's happening. Honestly, it's just nice to have the, feel like the weather's turning a little bit and just be able to go outside, go to the bay, go to the beach, and just kind of walk around and get back out a little bit. Um, it's refreshing. Uh, Kieran, as always, awesome insight. Great to Steve, be here. Dave, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, the Happening in the Heavens podcast is sponsored by New York Title Abstract, the Heavens' leading title insurance firm. Visit NewYorkTitle.com or TitleInsurance.com. And one last thing here, and I just wanted to say, make sure you give him a follow on Instagram. He's doing some killer stuff on social media. His reels are awesome. Um, Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. I'm Andrew Dowd, and that is what's happening in the Hamptons.